And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Outoflimitsradio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Today, we're going to feature someone who knows a thing or two about freedom. Let us begin. It is a great honor to welcome back to our show an individual who needs no introduction. He happens to be the founder of the Modern Day Liberty Movement, and he's one of the most passionate advocates for peace and freedom in the world today. Please welcome back to the program, Dr. Ron Paul. Thank you for being with us, Dr. Paul. Ron, great to be with you again. Thank you. First off, let me just say that the recent Ron Paul conference this past year was phenomenal. I thought it was great, and it was wonderful to have so many people come together. So I want to congratulate you and your staff on putting together a great event. And from your perspective, looking at how the world has changed, at least in the past six months, what would you gauge the temperature in the U.S. to be? Do you think that though the forces of uh, darkness, shall we say, are pushing us towards more authoritarian, that there is hope that there is a greater pushback, maybe more than they had originally anticipated? Well, you know, it's hard to judge. And I guess Daniel and I do that on a daily basis. Good news and the bad news coming. And uh, I would say, basically, uh, I think things get better, but it's not the kind of thing that you can be convincing of others uh, that to believe in it, because the news, so often the headlines are so bad, and the power structure is still with the bad guys. But I still think, uh, I use as an example of even just when you look at, at it more narrowly, you know, about COVID, uh, you know, that's that's been a total disaster and that lockdown and everything. Liberty didn't uh, benefit too much in this last year or so. But, uh, you know, you hear and read all these horrible, horrible stories and how much punishment there is met out because of people, you know, sort of not doing exactly as the government tells. But uh, and then this build up fear that you can't associate you wear your mask and all that stuff, which uh, turns out scientifically probably had very little uh, provided very little help for us. But uh, the one thing is that the crowds are great. When they had when they had that football game that came out where there was a hundred thousand people together, I thought that was the people voting. You know, if they were people aren't stupid. If they if they know that they had ten neighbors that got real sick and family members dying off, uh, they must have suspected that things aren't quite the way uh, we're told in order to get you to roll over, do what the government tells, uh, you know, follow follow all the rules. Take your vaccine, get 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 your uh, get your passport. Uh, but I think 
I think that I like to look at the 100,000 people turning out having a good time and not worrying about all the scaremongering by the politicians. But we have a ways to go to really find out which way it's going to go. I think long term, uh, the freedom movement uh, is uh, in a position where it can have a great deal of influence, but not automatically in the next week or month or two, because uh, there's still wealth left and there's still determination by those who have the control. Uh, so I, I think we have to uh, see some bad times before we can hope that we can make really good progress with the liberty movement. Thank you. Well said. I wonder if that um, the coming economic crash is going to have an indication of that it will finally wake people up. And uh, Dr. Paul, you once said that people cannot unhear what you tell them. And you're referencing the benefit of speaking the words of liberty to masses. And I remember about two years ago, you were talking about how maybe some of the behavior among Americans is happening because they don't feel good about themselves. And at this point, if you look around, you see some people are are still triple masking and they have Stockholm themselves to the allegiance of the government, even though they're lie after lie after lie. Should liberty-minded individuals at this point just write them off and maybe just focus on strengthening their ties with others? I mean, if people at this point cannot see the, through the lies at this point of how bad things are, are they ever going to see it? Is it worth uh, oh, trying oh, to Oh, yeah. They're, they're, no, they're going to because I think the education – is going to start influencing more and more people and uh, i think like people like you and many others who have who have a, a voice and reach as many people as you can uh, they the uh, the whole ideas of you know free markets all uh, that that's alive alive and well but so i think that's going to continue but uh, eventually there's going to be people who are going to lose confidence in the government right now the statistics are going up you know 70 or 80 percent of people don't believe what the government tells well, that's, that's a pretty good start. Uh, so they're going to have to believe in in something, and I, I think there's a natural instinct for people to want to believe in liberty, even though it's not readily apparent uh, all the time. Uh, they they have become too dependent, uh, and there are a lot who haven't even thought about the things we're talking about, and uh, they've been you know controlled uh, controlled and and taught in our schools and everything in the movies and, and uh, the uh, <coughs> major media, they, they, they make the assumption that people can't take care of themselves. And I have members of Congress, and I, people that were smart enough when I'd say to them, why are you voting for this? This isn't, this isn't constitutional. This is not a good idea. Until it, doesn't, it doesn't protect anybody's liberty. They, and they would tell me, well, they're too stupid. The people are too stupid. They're not going to do it. I don't endorse that. I think the people eventually uh, tend to wake up, just like in this last year. There are more people demonstrating uh, against you know, this COVID lockdown uh, than there was a year ago. So, yes, uh, they, they will convert, but uh, sometimes they will be not real sophisticated. They're not going to read human action, you know, and explain, the, you know, the business cycle from that viewpoint. But I think there's going to be a lot of instincts. I think people still, you know, want to want to take care of themselves. Uh, and when it's when they realize it's in their best interest to do that and not depend on the government, uh, then I would I would hope that is the time that we see a tremendous growth in our movement. Thank you, Dr. Paul. And speaking of the liberty movement, we recently had Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs, who's a Hall of Fame professional wrestler known as Glenn Jacobs. He came on our show, and he said 
that you've done more for the cause of liberty since the founding fathers. He said that if there was a founding fathers, there was a piece of history, and then you came along. And he, he said that how you were is one of his greatest heroes. And I always look at you as a, um, a wonderful example of what an individual should be like, especially when they're, they're promoting the cause of liberty. How can other people, from your perspective, awaken the Ron Paul within themselves and become an effective leader, an effective advocate for liberty that will help spread just as effective as yeah, you have. Yeah, you know, that's such an individual thing. I have had so many young people uh, at the rallies we had on the campuses, and they say, oh, I agree, I agree. What do I do? What do I do? Tell me what I should do. How am I going to do this? Do I, should I run for Congress? I said, just just do what you want to do, uh, Ron. You, you, you have a program. You're reaching out to people. Glenn, I think, is great. He's doing something. But it's going to be different people. Some people have different talents. Uh, you, you know, I, I don't uh, – I think I get a free pass sometimes because some people give me more credit than when I think about it. But uh, if I just do the thing that I've wanted, to do, and that was even before I ran for Congress. Matter of fact, I, I did. I did. Uh, I, I invested my time and energy in, in in spreading the message a long time before I even ran for Congress. And it was sort of it was sort of one of those things that came to pass. So you really don't know what is going to become available. So in the meantime, especially young people, I said, educate yourself, understand the issues, be able to defend your position, and uh, and if if you're well informed and you're interested you don't have to go out and uh, yell and scream and preach on the street corners people will find you and they'll uh, they'll ask you your question and maybe you'll support other candidates maybe you'll run for office maybe you'll have a business maybe you'll be a writer uh, i always wished i could have been a singer but uh, that didn't work out very well for i'm sure me. you would have been successful <laughs> in anything <laughs> yeah, but uh, there, there it is. And the, and the people, uh, the individuals, have to know what their talents are and what the opportunities are. You know, there's uh, sometimes the opportunity is just there, and 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 it's in some way. Uh, when I first you talk about an opportunity, I was you know toying with how do I talk out on this issue, but uh, then uh, the opportunity uh, in in 1976, I guess our our congressman resigned you know from office. There was a special election and there was a lot of Democrats and I was the only Republican and it was through all Democrat district. And uh, I think to get into the runoff, just to get into the runoff, which was the key to becoming a congressman, I had to have 13,000 uh, 13, votes. So that's not overwhelming. You know, in, in districts with hundreds of thousands of people. So, uh, you know, it was just happened to be there. If if I had not been in that runoff and had not run, you know, uh, I might have been still doing something, but it'd probably be different. But I, w I didn't have a goal. Well, I'm going to do whatever I can to get to Congress. Matter of fact, I sort of tip people off. If that's your only goal, forget it. <laughs> you know, if it happens, fine. But just running for office is when you get tempted to you know, compromise your beliefs. You've never been compromised, and I think it's wonderful. And Dr. Paula, I would like to suggest two books be written in the future that would definitely be treasures for humanity. And the first one is your autobiography. And the reason for your autobiography is that I think that generations, uh, future generations, should know the type of person you are and, you know, know your complete story from your perspective. I think it would be wonderful for people to know and to know about your background. And the second one 
would be called What Would Ron Paul Do? Because we could, a lot of people consider you to be the oracle of the liberty movement, and people would want to know generations, years from now, and draw back upon your wisdom as to what would you do in a situation. And one of the questions I have, this is uncomfortable even asking you this, is that the day has arrived in the distant future when the state is going door to door to forcefully vaccinate citizens against their will. The day has arrived when children are being removed by the state for not being vaccinated, and the day has arrived when America has become the new Australia. Dr. Paul, what is the moment when all options for peace have been fully exhausted and peaceful individuals must take up arms to preserve their basic human rights? Uh, that, that is, it's a tough one, and it's a major thing, and we'll uh, have to make that decision someday, I'm, I'm sure. But uh, it might be different for different people. You know, if uh, you're totally incapable of doing anything physically uh, to protect your family, I think right now the most important thing to do is recognize the possibility of this. If you physically yourself can't defend your family, uh, you have to have some help from that. But you have to also think, well, maybe my real protection isn't another gun or having a gun or knowing how to do that. Maybe your real protection is spreading the message of liberty so that people accept the non-aggressive principle because that's that's what counts and i tell people you know just think uh just think what it's like if people said you know the one rule you have and this rule's been around for a long long time and uh, no lying cheating stealing or killing <laughs> that that existed be, even before the ten commandments and so uh, that's what's important ultimately because I don't know, um, I don't think there's an answer and said, this is what you do. The day they come knocking and they're going to take your kids, uh, it, it has to be a decision made to your best ability uh, to preserve as much life as possible. Uh, but I think prevention is uh, worth a pound of cure. And that is, you know, to fight this battle like you and I are trying to do right now and trying to convince people that uh, we can prevent that from happening. Happening, but ultimately, uh, you know, I I uh, remember World War II, and I was drafted in Vietnam for the Vietnam War, and all this stuff. And uh, there are times you have to make these these decisions, but I don't think it's an easy answer. That well, if they come to the door and you're convinced, get your gun and start shooting, because uh, maybe you're maybe that would increase the number of people in your family that might be killed. But I think prevention is the thing. I think that uh, I think when the economic crisis gets much, much worse, you ought to have family and friends and neighbors and and uh, a, a group of people who can work together uh, and decisions uh, to to make to, to use our might is uh, is really too tough to come up with a simple answer for that and said, well, if you think they're going to do it, just start shooting. Uh, I don't. I don't like that kind of an answer. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm working much harder on trying to prevent that uh, that condition from happening. Uh, but uh, it's been around for a long time. That's why I still think that the principle that was that existed before even the Ten Commandments is a pretty good principle. Principle, if if you can get people to love liberty enough, that, well, I'll say, yeah, if you love liberty, there's only one rule you have to have, and that is no lying, cheating, stealing, or killing. Uh, oh, that's all sounds totally to reasonable. 
but I and there, are, I think most people would have a hard time sitting there and say, "Oh no, I disagree with that." <laughs> you know, so it's uh, in, in other words, I don't have a perfect and an easy answer for that. Uh, other than the fact there will be a time for all of us who would like would hope it never comes, but they will do what they think is right at that particular time. Dr. Ron Paul, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. You can learn more about Dr. Ron Paul by going to his website at ronpaullibertyreport.com. And you can also visit him at another website called uh, the Ron Paul Institute. Dot, sorry, ronpaulinstitute.org. And also please check out the Ron Paul Liberty Report daily on YouTube. Dr. Paul, it is such an honor to be with you. Again, you are one of the most influential people in my life, and you cured my apathy, sir. At uh, you've been wonderful and a tremendous influence and positive influence in so many. So thank you for all that you do, sir. Great, Ryan. Nice to be with you. Talk to you soon. Okay, everyone. That concludes today's edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our unbelievable guest, and special thanks as always to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor. Miss Constance Dallas and our social producer Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. And till the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take care and thank you so much for listening.